you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Tonight, baby, week 13 kicks off as a primetime battle. TNF with Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. They want to get back on track. And they go to the Big Easy. They're in New Orleans this morning getting ready for an NFC showdown tonight. The Saints determined to protect their home turf. What can they do to get a win with so many injuries, especially on offense? As Cowboys Saints tonight at 8 p.m. on NFL Network on Fox. And with plenty of options, you can customize your experience over on Prime Video. Welcome to Good Morning Football. We're presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. We're live in New York City. It's Thursday, December 2nd. My name's Kay Adams, Peter Schrager, Kyle Brandt, Super Bowl champion, Michael Robinson Peace. smiles at the breakfast table because we've got a great show coming mm-hmm. up. We've got quick snaps. We've got a throwing demo. Yeah, we're going to do We're going to go outside. Guys. Outside. We're going to go outside. Mm-hmm. Lefty, we're going to make it happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. Drew Pearson's joining our show. Dude, he we can love talk. that. I love Drew Pearson. Obsessed with that. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's raining outside right now, so we'll see how that goes as we well, Welcome in some friends and some cool places with the lead block. Lead block. Jane Slater is with us. She's in New Orleans. What up, Jane? Doesn't matter if it's raining because she's inside right now. Jane, good morning to you. The Cowboys got some big news yesterday ahead of this one tonight. Who's back on the field for Dallas? Well, they got two potent weapons on offense back, Kay, and good morning to all of you guys. Second time seeing you in as many weeks. I feel very lucky here. Uh, The Cowboys should feel lucky getting back Amari Cooper, their wide receiver. He was activated off the COVID list, and they're getting back wide receiver CeeDee Lamb, who's coming out of concussion protocol. We saw how badly Dak Prescott needed those passing threats. Also, when you consider Jerry Jones earlier in this week saying Ezekiel Elliott would have a heavy load, and that may still be the case, but this would be the week against this Saints defense to throw it. They're 23rd against the pass. They've allowed four 300-plus yard rushers this season. And oh, by the way, they're missing two very potent defensive ends in Marcus Davenport and Tano Passanio. It's well said. I'm all about that throw. I mean, if they go up 14-0 to zero early, I, I don't know what mm. the Saints are possibly going to do about that, given all the injuries. Uh, thank you so much. Jane Dallas has lost three of their last four games. So, mm-hmm. let's discuss this at the table. How do the Cowboys make tonight a get-right game? Can we light this rocket? With this, so. Let's go. <laughs> what, is, what is that song, the one that, when they play for fireworks, that's like the na-na-na-na-na? Is that William Tell or is that what, 1812 Overture? That's what I think it is. 1812? That's what I want from the Cowboys today. 1812, I think the last time they were in a Super Bowl, there too. Uh, listen, you just heard Jane Slater. This is what I want. Uh, you got Amari, you got CD, you got Dalton, you got Gallup. Are you really going to blow this thing to a 2-6 and six Washington team? Get your bleep together, Dallas. This is the night. You got the whiz kid and offensive coordinator wearing his big boy pants. Everybody's back. 
Nobody's sick. Nobody's hurt. William Tell, no, 18 damn 12 overture. This thing has been a sludge. It has been Zeke left, Zeke blah, blah, blah. This team is built to explode, to light bottle rockets all over the field. Let's go, Dak. That's the man right there. Let's light this thing. Let's light some fireworks. This is how this team is built. 23rd against the pass. That's what I need, Mike. Kyle, I, I agree with you, man. No, Let's you're not go. wrong, man. You got you to gotta get it going. And, and the run game is included in that as well. When those dynamic receivers on the outside come back, it's just going to get more guys out of the box. Tony Pollard, Ezekiel Elliott, those guys are going to get going. Like, when you watch Dak Prescott uh, over the last couple of weeks without his main guys out there, man, Dak didn't look good, mm-hmm. right? And this offense, the reason why I always like this offense, at least this season, is because of the versatility. They can play any game that you want to play, right? If mm-hmm. you want to make this a power game, they do that. If you want to make this a, you know, a, a throwing the ball downfield, scoring a lot of points, they can do that, okay? Amari Cooper, uh, C.D. Lamb, what, over 1,200 uh, combined receiving yards, to almost 15 touchdowns? You can't lose that out of an offense and don't think that you're going to be impacted. With those guys coming mm-hmm. back, I expect to see the fireworks, Kyle. Let's go. Let's the go. fireworks got to go. Let's get it. It feels like deja vu a little bit from a week ago because the Colts had just beaten the Bills 41-15 to right. and Jonathan Taylor ran all over him and it was like, gosh, the Bills, what are the Bills, what are the Bills? The Bills going to New Orleans and it's like, all right, there's your right. slump buster. Like, that's it. Like, <laughs> beat up on right. this team. This yeah. team, no one's in Shout zombies. Shout out Mark Grace. And let's just go out and enjoy ourselves and have a good day in the Superdome, which it never was like that. That's what it is now. It's like you go into the Superdome when you need a big win because they'll give you that big win. Mm. Unless the Saints fight for it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I would hate to see the Cowboys come in there chest puffed out thinking, all right, we're going to do just what the Buffalo Bills did sure. last week and be humbled because there's a chance that could happen. The last time we saw the Cowboys, they lost at home on Thanksgiving Day to the Raiders. And you can say that's the ref's fault. They should have beat the Raiders. Before that, it was the Chiefs game. They scored nine points. Whew. Yet, three weeks ago, they took it to the Atlanta Falcons. Okay. They won by 40 over the Atlanta Falcons. Look out. Three weeks I mean, it's the Atlanta <laughs> it Falcons, like, too. This wasn't six years ago. This yeah. was, Look out. And that was without Gregory and without Lawrence. And it was without injured players. So, block punts and recoveries and Dak having his day. And I, I don't know. That Cowboys team is somewhere in there. They've got to find that again. And this is the time to do it. December. I don't care about September and October wins. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That stuff doesn't matter anymore. You're 7-4. and four. Hey. Washington's coming. Philadelphia, they're going to bounce back this year, this week as well. At Cowboys, they have to find whatever was working earlier on the season, and they have to find it fast. But don't think you're just going to do what the Bills did last week and walk into New Orleans. It's not that easy. You actually have to go and play the football. Well, Peter, they, they need some leaders. As far as three weeks ago, like even the second half last week, they started off and it was this 2016 let's run the ball thing, and it wasn't working. Then in the second half, they started airing it out. 27 throws, four rushes, and that's when they put up a ton of points, and that's when they looked their best. This Saints team, so it's basically put them in a hole early. I can't imagine the Saints team has much in that locker room where they're like, let's go. I mean, how how do they even get up for this game, especially if the Cowboys get up like 14 zip in the first half? Like, it's just going to be tough. Yeah, it will be tough. But at the end of the day, I mean, they hear they hear what people like us are saying about them as well. I mm-hmm. think they're going to be motivated. You do? Um, yeah, I really do. I think Taysom Hill is going to come out and make this a dirty game, you know, real, you know, running the football, you know, uh, uh, maybe get some turnovers from the Dallas Cowboys. They have to make it a dirty game to make this game in their favor because if you just look at it from player to player, uh, offense to offense, defense to defense, I think the Cowboys have the, have the advantage. Sean, Sean Payton, you used to always dominate Dan Quinn. He was 8-4 and four against oh, Dan Quinn. The and now Dan Quinn's the head coach, and it's like, here we go. I think the loss of a head coach is a really big deal. I know that the mm. Browns won a playoff game without Stefanski. Yeah. I know that Kingsbury, they won in Cleveland without him. But I still think the head man, the CEO of a team, just not being there, I think there's a lot of things that can fall through the cracks. I think that gives the Saints a bit of an advantage. You know, mm. they're undefeated without, like, teams are undefeated without their head coach this year? I, just, I, I, I feel like this Cowboys team, I don't know, I feel like McCarthy is sort of the CEO of the whole thing. And I think it could make a difference in a road game like this. Mm. Thursday night, short week. Absolutely. If the Cowboys lose, what happens? What are we like? What is tomorrow? Yeah. Then, then we start looking at Washington. They're going to blow this thing. You know, we, we saw the Chiefs do that thing where they're like, "I think we got our swag back." I think it actually happened in the game against the Cowboys. Like when they got it back, the Cowboys lost it. There was like a transferal of it in there that 19-9 game. You can get it back. And let's not underestimate. Like getting Amari and CD back is massive, massive. 
But I actually think it's interesting with the Mike McCarthy thing, because what if they're great tonight? Yeah, yeah. What if they put on a show? Then you start, you know, then Wally Pipp comes up, and it's that type of thing about how much of a CEO is he really? That's interesting. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, if, if they win this game, like, 37-13, like, that's not, it's not the greatest work is McCarthy. Fossil likes to talk a lot in the sideline. You always see him in the ear of McCarthy. Okay. Colin Moore has a big role. Dan yeah. Quinn is always in the booth. Now he's uh-huh. going to be down there. It's the like, owner has a big role. Who, who uh, does what? Yeah. Who does what? That's what, I, that's what I'm worried well, about. Not about, like, the level of McCarthy's, like, you know, standing as a head coach. It's more... Who does Order. what job and yeah. who has what yeah. responsibility? Because yeah. 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 the Cowboys, time management, like those things have fallen through the cracks already. Mm-hmm. Does it happen even more without mm-hmm. them? What was mm-hmm. the phrasing that Dan Quinn would be the point person for yes. this? That's a, they didn't want to say head coach. So what is that? Mm-hmm. So he's, he's the guy who that would management, all fall on? timeouts, that type of stuff. Make Fourth the calls. Are we going yeah, make the right? calls. Very interesting. Maybe tonight's the night Jerry finally fulfills his destiny and puts the headset on. Jerry, <laughs> he's wanted to do it for 40 years. This is the night. Stop, guys. All right, Stop. we got a big show, guys. Frank Gore is going to be on. Yeah. Hey, that's my dog. About that. He's got some exciting stuff going on, some interesting stuff in his life uh, that he's working on. Mike Garofalo joining us right now. I'm sorry, Mike Garofalo. Jeezy. Hanging out with us. Good to see you. Good morning to you. Big uh, excitement about this NFC showdown tonight, but let's keep it in the east of the NFC and check in on some quarterbacks, Daniel Jones specifically, and Jalen Hurts ahead of Week 13. Yes, Kay, let's start with Daniel Jones. Uh, he was limited in practice. This after our Ian Rappaport and Tom Pelissero reported the other day. Daniel Jones not expected to play Sunday against the Miami Dolphins. He's got a strained neck. He seemed like he was moving very gingerly with regard to how his head was moving. Uh, but the Giants saying, we haven't ruled him out yet. Let's see how the week goes. And let's see how he does uh, in Thursday's practice and Friday's practice. And then we'll make a call. So we'll see if it's Daniel Jones or Mike Glennon. Uh, I am confident in my guys. I'm going to ride with them and say it's going to be Mike Glennon. And that Jones will have the week off. But we'll see how it goes. Jalen Hurts, you mentioned him, the Eagles quarterback. He suffered a... Uh, ankle injury the other day and he was sore. Nick Sirianni seemed on Monday like he was very cautious with regards to Hertz's status. And then yesterday said, hey, he's going to participate in our walkthrough. Hertz himself saying, I'm ready to rock. I'm going to play and it's not going to affect me. Now, it is going to affect him. I will tell you that because he has been walking around gingerly. And when I talk to Eagles folks, they say, whoa, 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 hold on. We're not quite ready to say that he is going to play the way that Hertz himself is playing. Uh, just like Daniel Jones. We'll see how the week plays out. We'll see how he does in practice. I believe he is going to play against the Jets, but I don't believe him when he says that he's not going to be affected, Kay. I think he could be hobbling around a little bit. We'll see how it goes. Appreciate the updates all around. We know tonight for the Cowboys to keep it in the NFC East. We have two big, big guys coming back in CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper. Now is our segment we call Mixed Bag Trivia. It is on Wednesdays. Today's theme... In honor of Taysom Hill and our host, Michael Robinson, quarterbacks in college who were asked to move positions. Cool. Here's a bunch of examples. We've got Julian Edelman. We've got Randall L. That's Scott Frost in the first place. Oh, yeah. Guys. Frost. Quarterback oh, yeah. who had to play safety. And, of course, Taysom Hill is on the upper left. But, gosh, this gives us an example and a chance to talk about Michael Robinson. Okay. If you guys didn't Let's know, Michael go. Robinson. Oh, man. There he is on the Simone. 49ers. Yeah. Played for the Seahawks. Man, Mike, you played talk, talk about eight it. years in the NFL. You were a fourth-round pick, but you did not play running back or fullback in college. No. You played it in the pros, and you did it at a very fine level. Obviously, winning the Super Bowl with the Seahawks, but you were a special teams demon. You were the C on your jersey. But for those who are not familiar with the Michael Robinson college football resume, take a look at some award winners from the 2005 season. I know those guys. AP Player of the Year, Reggie Bush. Big Ten Offensive Player of the Year, Michael Robinson. Pac-10 Offensive Player of the Year, Reggie Bush. SEC Offensive Player of the Year, Jay Jay Cutler. Cutler. And the Maxwell Award, Vince Young, all very notable players. Mike, you hung with all of those guys. You were a Heisman finalist, finishing fifth. We celebrate you today, and oh, we celebrate man. a bunch of college quarterbacks who had to move to different positions to make okay. it in the pros. Man, I'm telling you, man, quarterbacks are some of the most talented individuals out there on the football field, mm-hmm. and I love it. Let's get it. It's also a Michigan week this week. Oh, finally, oh, Why would you say that after? Because they beat Ohio State. Okay? <laughs> okay, I, I know you guys lost to Michigan State, but we're not yeah. going to go into that. Um, <laughs> Let's talk about some Michigan quarterbacks right. because in this week's game, we're just going to go around the corner and talk about converted quarterbacks at different positions. Mm-hmm. Mike, here is your question. Are you ready? Let's go to the Big Ten where you were Offensive Player of the Year. Michigan coming off that big win over Ohio State. First win in several seasons. Prior to Saturday's win, 
Over to Ohio State. The last Michigan quarterback to beat Ohio State was who? Ooh. A, Devin Gardner. B, Chad Henney. C, Denard Robinson. Or D, Drew Henson. Remember the theme is quarterbacks who had to change to different positions in the pros. Oh, well, then that has to be Denard Robinson then. That's what I'm going to go with. Nicknamed what? Oh, uh, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. It's something about his footwear. Oh, shoestrings. Close! Shoelace. Shoelace. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Why? Because he wouldn't tie his shoes. Never tied his shoes. On the field. Denard Robinson, we show you some love. There he is in college where he was one of the best quarterbacks in Michigan history and tore up the record books. Then he goes to the pros. He goes to the pros as a running back and is drafted in the fifth yeah. round by the Jaguars. It was actually really serviceable. Played four years in the NFL, rushed for over 600 yards. Uh-huh. And that was in that 2014 season alone. Denard Robinson would wear 16 in the pros as an ability to maybe play quarterback if yeah. he needed him. But he was he, he basically him the he basically was a running back yeah, in the NFL. Yeah, was exciting. Did special teams. Denard Robinson in that that mid 2000s Jaguars era that is often mm-hmm. forgotten. Right before mm-hmm. they made the switch to Urban Meyer, I think he was the last guy who was on the NCAA football game before they tore away. I yes. think he was the cover guy for that. I like that. He was. That was I remember that. Right? Yeah. Oh my cool. God. We yeah. show <laughs> our love to shoestring. All right. Okay. Shoelace. Shoelace. Yeah. Shoelace. Yeah. Are we ready? I said shoestring. Yeah, shoelace. Right. Which, I want a question. Yeah. Which NFL Pro Bowl wide receiver? made the SEC all-freshman team at quarterback when he was a quarterback his first year in college. Mike Evans, what? Oh, I Justin Jefferson, Randall Cobb, or Julio Jones? It's not Randall Cobb. I don't know, obviously. Um, I thought that was Really? all-freshman yeah. team. SEC all-freshman team. Did not play quarterback in the pros. Played quarterback his first year. I don't think I knew that any of these guys played. And that's okay. Most of viewers yeah. at home do not either. Yeah. I'm going to go with, any guesses here? Help me out. Do you know who it is? Oh, yeah. You do? Sure. Oh, well, it wasn't yeah. Mike Evans because this quarterback was Johnny Menzel. Yep. It wasn't Justin Jefferson because his quarterback now plays Is that the Randall Cobb? I thought that it wasn't. Let's try. Let's try. <laughs> and I was answer. doing it based off just height. Just I know that's true. He is a, a diminutive man. Okay. But I, I think it's, <laughs> it's Cobb. Randall Cobb. Let's go. Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb. Yes. yes. See, I told you. I too. Right away. Okay, there he is. Lefty, too. Hey, he can't be a quarterback. Lefty. Love it. Give him some love. Southpaw. 11 games as a freshman with his last four all starting as quarterback. And two years later, wow. he would set the SEC single season record I didn't know that. for all-purpose yeah. yards. That's he would so throw. Good. He would run. The Packers draft him in 2011 where he's caught 44 touchdowns from Aaron Rodgers. And he was a pro bowler in 2014. A college quarterback when he got to Kentucky. And he did it all. He ran. He threw. He played special teams. Broke records because of what he did on the That's field awesome. for the Kentucky Wildcats. And he owns the slot in the National Football now, League. Maybe, the best, it, maybe the best of his generation. And he's able to do that because of that quarterback background. I bet Aaron Rodgers loves the fact that he has that quarterback mm-hmm. background. That's why he you know, wanted him to come back. Makes I'm a lot you. of sense. Mm-hmm. Same with Brady and Edelman. Randall yes. Cobb. Of course, you're going to have one right down your. <laughs> Kyle, Taysom Hill is playing quarterback tonight. That's the expectation. Sean Payton yes, has said it, but we explained that yes, he most likely Yes. Go on. He went to BYU, where he was an outstanding quarterback. Ty Detmer was an outstanding BYU quarterback. I hate that Ty yeah. Detmer won the Heisman. He beat Rocket Isman. He beat Rocket Isman. Yeah. Broke my heart. He accepted the award at the Hawaii Bowl. He wasn't even there when they did it. His father cried when he accepted it. Yes. I remember vividly. Go ahead, Peter. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I got you know where you were. I do. I, I remember where I was. It was December 1st, 1990. Okay. Ty Detmer beats out Rocket Ismail for the Heisman. Kyle, who hosted SNL and was the musical guest that night? Wow. Who hosted SNL and was the musical guest the night that Ty Detmer right. won the Heisman in 1990? Telly Savalas and Whitney Houston. Jack Palance and Phil Collins, John Goodman and Faith No More, Paul Rudd and Wilson Phillips. Paul Rudd in 1990, I think it was like in high school or something. Yeah, commercials. I'm, yeah, I don't even think he was there yet. Uh, he hadn't broken free from the chains. Uh, John Goodman, I would love to hear him introduce Faith No More so they can play epic. Jack Palance, who's doing the City Slickers deal around that time, and Phil Collins was massive. But is Savala still big enough in 90? Like Kojak? Not really. <laughs> I used to remember they used to do skits about Telly Savas where Phil Hartman would play him. So I'm going to drop down 
incredibly to Oscar winner Jack Palance introducing <laughs> Phil Collins. No jacket required. Peter, is, is it B? You love City Slickers, right? I love it. Curly's gold. It's not the right answer. Damn it! Uh, it's the right answer. John, I knew that. John Goodman ah. and Faith No More. Oh, that's John awesome. Goodman. Goodman was huge. Why'd you overlook that one? I always have prejudice against C and D on Peter's thing. I always think it's going to be A or B. Yeah, don't you understand yeah. that he knows that you always have prejudice yeah. against Peter? I get nervous. Okay. I get nervous. Show open with Dana Carvey doing a little church lady, and we had some. Well, church. isn't that special? <laughs> and then Jack Goodman did that, and they did the McLaughlin group, and he comes in there and wrong. <laughs> John oh, Goodman. Great. Of course, Faith No More played Epic, which I would love to hear in the commercial. Break. You are. <laughs> Last one. Video clue. Let's get to it. Michael Robinson, you are our quarterback turned fullback. We're going to give you some love here. Lions versus the Seahawks. Week 8, 2012. Seahawks are down 7-3. There's Stephen Oh, wow. Look at Mike. There's Mike. It was oh, the first offensive play of the second quarter. Guys, what happens on this play? Was it either A, a Mike Robinson 77-yard pass to Sidney Rice, okay. B, a Mike Robinson 77-yard TD run, <laughs> C, a Mike Robinson 77-yard touchdown reception, or D, a Mike Robinson, they gave an adjective here, a punishing block <laughs> on a 77-yard beast mode touchdown? I think it's a punishing block on 77-yard beast mode touchdown. If Mike had a 77-yard run, we would have run that play so yes. many times on this network, and I don't remember seeing that, Mike. Do respect. Um, I actually I think it's deep, but I'm just going to go with my heart, and I hope it's a 77-yard pass to Sidney Rice. I've thrown a few awesome. passes in this league. Okay. Okay. Do you know what the play is? Oh, yes, I do. I remember what it was called in the huddle. Let's what was it not, called? Let's not get to it. Let's first okay. toss to okay. it. Okay. okay. Let the folks, folks see at home. But can we get some Chris Myers and Tim Ryan on the call? 2012 Lions Seahawks. Take it away. The pitch to Marshawn Lynch. And he's got room. First down, and there goes Lynch. Marshawn Lynch. I don't think anybody can catch him. It's a touchdown, Seattle. Did you show up in the end zone, Mike? No, of course not. Watch Mike here, guys. You want to tell me the nicest guy on set. Soft, wonderful, so gentle. Uh, ah, sorry, nice, sir. Get him out the way. What's Get the play called? What was it? Yeah, I think it was out right, wide short, um, 18 tall sweep. Yep. Who is that young man that you think? 39? We got to get I have no idea. See, see, you already know, man. I don't have a guy on that particular play. And see, Cliff Avery, who ends up coming to our team a little bit later, mm. is playing for Detroit. Uh, but I, I'm just cleaning up. You know, uh, Brocco, uh, um, um, Breno kicked out the corner. Breno Giacomini. Giacomini kicked out the corner, and I get whoever's in the sidewalk. Can I ask you, when you come out of college as a quarterback, how do you become one of the most feared blockers in the league? Was that just a, an element that you had in your personality, or you had to learn how to do that? Type? Well, the crazy part about it is when I was in college, um, I remember, like, cussing Joe Paterno out one day because I was pissed off about something, right? Him and I had that type of relationship. And he told me, he said, Mike, you're probably going to be a Pro Bowl fullback in this league, mm. in the National Football League. I was an 18-year-old freshman. Mm. He told me that. And I said, man, get up out of here. I came here to play quarterback. He said, you'll be our quarterback. But you're going to be a Pro Bowl fullback one day. And so I, I already knew that, you know, that was probably going to be in my future. And plus, man, I'm a hustler, man. Mm-hmm. It's about getting a check. I always wanted to be in the National Football League, not just be a quarterback. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Time for a refresh presented by Subway. Taking a look at the NFC playoff picture here. The Cardinals, the Cardinals holding on to that one seed in the NFC despite having to play without Mike Robb, without Kyler Murray, and without DeAndre Hopkins for a month. They're still there in that one seed. Just pointing it out here. Why I can't pick them? Uh huh. Now they are set to return those two guys. So are we expecting the Cardinals to be refreshed enough to pick up? Right where they left off. I don't see why not. No, I think so. I mean, you, you got an MVP candidate in Kyler Murray returning. And just the effect that this guy has on opposing defenses is crazy, right? When you have Kyler Murray playing quarterback, he applies pressure, like, to the defense. I mean, you talk about extended dropbacks. He's, like, number one in the National Football League. That He's completing over 70% of his passes. He can hit anywhere on the football field. And when Kyler Murray's there, he's just an explosive guy, right? He runs the football in that explosive nature. He throws the ball outside the numbers uh, better than Colt McCoy and better than almost any other quarterback in the NFL. And again, when you're defending Kyler Murray, you can't just drop back and defend the pass because this guy can go 80. And when you have a guy that has that type of athletic ability, that type of gas, so to speak, to go 80, it scares defenses. So with Kyler Murray coming back, I mean, the whole defensive game plan has to change as opposed to when you're playing a Colt McCoy. I think the, I think the Arizona Cardinals are going to be explosive. Mm-hmm. I really do. I hope so. It's, it's a miss watching Kyler. It's fun. What am I missing? Because oh, that's her squad. Just Isn't it? I can't pick that happen. That just because we don't talk. I mean, they're just the number one squad. Yeah, they're the best that's team. That's your squad. You're, you're in on the Cardinals. Now. Did I say it's my squad? Yeah. Mike did. No, they're yeah. the best team, and we, I feel like, don't talk about them. And he has, like, a, I don't know about them. Whenever I bring them up at this table, we're talking about powerhouses in the NFC. It's like, oh, 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 and nobody's oh. like, they're the best team. So well, I think that that's weird. I'll put it like this. if green, Let's say Green Bay got the number one seed, and everything had to go through Lambeau. Mm-hmm. Like my, last year? Like last yeah. year. My, 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 my hesitation with Arizona is, can that offense, can the air raid offense, well, can What if it was to go through Arizona? No, would you not? Would you trust them? a little them? bit different. Would is you it? trust them? I would. Mm. I would. I would have. Yeah? A, oh, I would have more trust. Brady's in them coming than I do to Arizona. Now. You're taking Arizona. No, I'm not taking Arizona. I'm picking over the goat. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying I would have more confidence in them if they got the number one seed. And they might. They've got the Rams, the Cowboys, the Colts. They get the Bears, the Lions, and Seahawks over their last. Six I think games, they need. So I like seed. that. But we have the advantage in this league of having head-to-head competition. They played the Packers and lost. <laughs> they played the mm. Packers and lost at home, and the Packers were without Devontae. That's just where I come out. Their record's amazing. What they're accomplishing without their star players is amazing. Fair. I can't call them the best team because they lost in head-to-head competition. So I, I, I'm fascinated to see what we're getting from Kyler. We haven't seen him. I feel like I haven't seen him in two months. I feel like we haven't seen DeAndre in even longer. And I have to say, there's a weird thing on social media where Kyler made this cryptic tweet that just sent everybody guessing. Kyler just tweets this, you know, the Thanos gif, where Thanos is, like, sitting down, like, reflecting on his farm. <laughs> I sometimes wish that they would consult us about this. That gif represents, I just did a terrible thing, and I'm exhausted, and my powers are about to go away. In five seconds from now, Thor's going to cut my head off. So I don't know where he's going with that as it pertains to refreshment from Subway or otherwise. <laughs> but there's a million to go. Put the glove on. Now you're back. Shags, as a big Marvel guy, didn't that yeah, hit your radar? It didn't, it didn't really. Yeah. But that doesn't really make sense. Well with you. Um, speaking of superhero, I mean, Kingsbury, obviously, this week was in the news not for coaching the Cardinals. It was the Oklahoma job yeah. on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Then it was the Notre Dame job. I wonder how that affects the team. And, you know, Cliff said, I'm just focused on this. And I texted him over the weekend. He's like, dude, I'm watching Netflix. I'm not at all involved in this. That's, that's not my talk. But if you're a player and you're like, are you with us or are you not? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Or are you thinking about the Oklahoma job? Are you thinking about this, this situation in Notre Dame? And Notre Dame's job has been filled. Oklahoma's will be. But 
everything's going right right now, but it's only week 13, and they are a young, inexperienced team. So I think it's fair to say, hey, let's just wait and see mm-hmm, with the mm-hmm, Cardinals mm-hmm. because there's a lot of growing pain still to happen. Mm-hmm. They've got these guys coming back from injury like for the stretch run. Like That gives me confidence. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. do you have the same thing as him where he's saying they lost to the Packers? Not as much because they beat the snot out of the 49ers yep. twice, and they beat the Rams in their building. Mm-hmm. Like They've got really good wins on the and the, you know They've beaten good teams. Peter, what's Cliff watching on Netflix? What's he got? British Baking Show or something? What do you got? Probably. Tell us. Yeah, no. The F1 series. He's oh, the there he is. <laughs> you, why are they overlooked a little bit, even though they have the record? Yeah, they haven't been there, done that. Yeah, inexperienced. Got it. Gives the Gore. Gore stumbled. Gets the handoff. Keeps driving left and scores. Frank Gore plus middle 30. 25. Outside. 10. 5. Touchdown, 49ers. Frank goes left. Nice low. Touchdown, 49ers. Frank going to the right. Driving in. Touchdown, 49ers. Give to Gore again. Gore following Walker. Gore is running down inside the 20. Touchdown, 49ers. There he is. Our next guest is one of the greatest running backs of all time. He's third in all third all time in rushing yards with 12 consecutive seasons of over a thousand scrimmage yards. Please give a big good morning football welcome to my former teammate and my good friend Frank. Oh yeah. Oh, what's up, big dog? What's up? What's up, man? What's up, Mike? How you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. Good to see you, Frank. Uh, you played with the Jets just last season. So I got to ask you, what made you decide to trade in your shoulder pads for some boxing gloves, bro? Because I couldn't do it. <laughs> well, I've been boxing. I've been doing training boxing since 2005, 2006. And um, I used to like to, you know, to work out how I used to work out with it. It used to help me, um, you know, save my legs, especially when I got older playing football. You know, before I started training um, football, I should train train doing Boston because the workout is very tough. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons I was able to play um, that long because before I um, started doing football training, I just, you know, stay off my legs and hit the mitts, um, hit the bag, and keep my weight down, and it helped me to get in shape. Then, um, then around, like, summertime, because, you know, OTAs, you know, once you get older, yeah. you don't really care. I don't really care about OTAs. So, um, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it was time to go, like, in the summertime, I just, you know, go and do football workout. And that's how I got into the boxing. And especially, um, you know, lately you see a lot of celebrity boxing. Uh, you see CJ Paul doing a lot of things, um, yep. you, know, uh, you know, different in the boxing world. And I felt like, you know, I want to give it a chance. Cause, uh, you know, I've been around it for a long time. I'm feeling that, Frank. I'm feeling that, dog. Again, you're a better man than me, man. I couldn't take people throwing punches at my face like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But it's all good. But I got to ask you this. I got to ask. If a team making a playoff run calls and needs a running back, you picking up the phone? Yeah. I I would say it got to be the week. The week going to the going to the Super. They going to the Super Bowl. I'm all in. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yes. I'm gonna be real, man. I've been. Hey, Mike, man. I'm being real. You know, you know, I love the game of football. You've been around me. You know how I prepare. You know how, you know how much I love the game. But man, you know, I've been, I've been, I've been in a good place. You know, and I'm gonna be real. And you, you know how it is when things getting close to the end with something you love, you get scared. And yeah, you know, I'm. You know, I've been I've been blessed, man. I, I'm in a blessed situation. I'm, you know, I did good by my money. Um, my kids play ball, so you know, I've been I've been living life, man, enjoying life, and, and I'm happy where I'm at right now in life. And yet, February 9th, someone gives you a call and says, "We need five carries, man. We need a little red zone. Uh, you'd be willing to pick up the phone and play just the Super Bowl, though." Yeah, I'll go and call me, whoever. Love it. Let's take a look at this list right here because if the viewers at home want to know just how amazing Frank Gore was as a player, that's the company. Third all time with 16,000 rushing yards. Emmett and Walter, you're looking up at, but you're looking down at Barry and Adrian Peterson and Earl Campbell and Tony Dorsett and Curtis Martin and the rest. When you think back, to your NFL career, 
Could you ever have written a script where you'd finished third all time in rushing yards? Mm, I never thought about it. You know, I never, you know, I never look ahead of time. You know, I always took it one time, one day at a time, one year at a time. And because what I had to deal with come out of college, you know, um, you know, my knee injuries, you know, um, when I went through that in college, you know, I God showed me that the game can be taken away from you. So I always just took it, you know, one year at a time, man. And, you know, like I, t- like I said earlier, I always, I love the game. I respect the game. So I know in the off season, I prepared the right way. You know, I was going to have a successful year. And that's what I did. I ripped my behind off every year, every off season to go out there to get a Niners, to get a coach, the Dolphins, Buffalo, also the Jets on my all. Um, and I know once, as long as I stay healthy, that, you know, it's not surprising. But I had a blessed career, man. Like I told you, told y'all before, I'm very happy. I'm in a great space and I'm living life and I'm enjoying life right now. Frank, it's so good to see you. Happy to hear that you're loving life. Uh, you're obviously one of my favorite running backs has ever played. You know that very well because every time I see you, I'm like, it's Frank. <laughs> Michael Robinson, welcome me over to Frank Gore to say hi. Uh, whenever you're on the sidelines pregame a couple of years ago before all of this, but we are currently watching a couple other running backs really come into their own and sort of take that torch from your generation and specifically this second year kid Jonathan Taylor with the Colts you know you also had a really big jump year two a long time ago you rushed for nearly 1700 yards uh, which happened to be your career high so what do you remember about really finding your groove in your sophomore year well Mm -hmm. on my rookie year you know I saw like towards the end like I didn't really play as a uh, as a rookie, um, but you know, we, you know, we was bad, so they, you know, they started letting the young guys play more, and um, not, like the second half of the season, you know, I saw myself, you know, coming into a zone, and I was, you know, mm. I was balling, and um, then after the season, um, you know, you had the SMB, and and you know, the coaches, you know, they called me up and they was like, hey, you know, you finished real strong. Uh, you're going to get a chance to really compete with Kevin Barlow to be the man. And when they told me that, man, I just went back. You know, I trained with my brothers uh, at the University of Miami, got myself ready. And uh, training camp came, and I was ready to go. And that's when I, put, I had my, my best career, like stat-wise, you know, um, 16, 1,600 yards. Um, and, and I just took it. I just went kept going from there. But I'm gonna, I want to talk about Frank, Jonathan Taylor, man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, Go ahead. Me, me, me watching him in college and watching him now, he a lot better. He always had long speed, but also could tell that you know he 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 been around a coach who coached me, um, Coach Rathman, because I could hit, and like mm-hmm. I could see how he worked in small spaces. You know, a lot of guys can't, a lot of guys can't cut and go, and the way I see him. Get in and out of you know in and out the holes, man, and also got long speed and strong. Kid special, man. He just got to keep working and just keep doing him, man. But he 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 having a great year this year. He is spectacular to watch. And Frank, you mentioned the, the ability to finish it. I remember you you would have eighty yard runs. You've had seventy four yard runs. A lot of guys get run down from behind. Taylor doesn't. You didn't. And you know we have so many different teams. We followed you so many times over the years, Frank. We ten years with the Niners. Ten years. We still think of you as a 49er in so many ways. And if you're watching the Niners now. They got something working, and that running game is coming, and the blocking is there, and they're getting this identity. Do you keep your eye on the Niners, especially this year, and what do you think of their team as we come down the stretch here? I still I still think, you know, they got a chance, man. I take my hats off to their head coach. He's a great play, play caller, man. He do a great job getting their bats in space. Um, they got a young kid, uh, Mitchell, who's doing a great job. He, every time he gets opportunity, he, he's showing up for the team. Um, they just got to keep doing what they're doing. You know, Jimmy doing a great job, the running game coming, you know, defense playing, both are balling. Um, and I think they can, you know, they can make a run again in the playoffs. But, you know, once you, you know, this is the time you want to get hot. And um, you get hot this time, man, you never know when you, um, you know, get in the playoffs. And I hopefully they, they get in the playoffs because they be the team to go to the Super Bowl. I'm definitely going to have to make uh-huh. a call again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I've heard from the guys there, they, they would welcome you in some role. I, when you're done with all this and the boxing and everything, coaching, front office, mm. nothing, what, what do you want to do over the next five to ten years, Frank? Um, 
I want to be in the front office because I like watching talk. I like watching talent. You know, um, that's one thing, you know, especially like running backs, man. I, I could tell how a running back walking and say he's going to be good or not. Yeah. Um, so I want to be in the front office. Um, you know, I do want to be in the front office with San Fran because I, I got a close relationship with the owners. Um, Prague, the, um, Miss, Miss York, they've been great to me, and that's what I want to do the next five years. Darren. Frank, uh, before, we, before we let you go, man, got to ask, man, you got a, you got a prediction about your upcoming fight? Mm-hmm. You know, what you going to do, man? Let's mm-hmm. pump it up a little bit. I'm just going to, you know, be me, Mike. You know, I never like bragging about mm-hmm. nothing. I know I've been working my behind off. My, my goal to get the win, mm-hmm. my goal um, when I'm done, you know, I'm going to come back on here. You're going to be like, man, Mike, Mike going to be like, Frank, I didn't know you had hands like that. <laughs> so, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited about it. You know, something new. Um, but I've always been doing it, like training-wise. But it's the first time I'm really training for a fight. Um, but I'm very excited. You know, I respect Darren. Um, I respect anybody who get in the, in the, in the ring because – you got you to be tough to get in there. So um, I'm looking forward to December 18th. You know, I hope all my fans, you know, um, tune in um, to see me do some great things. Well, Frank, man, thank you for dropping by the breakfast table this morning, man. Thank you for all the things that you've taught me being a teammate of yours. And I can't let you forget, man, I remember that day in the locker room against the uh, at the Oakland Raiders at the time when you found out that they were going to release Kevin Barlow and you were going to be the starter. You may not have known you were going to be on that greatest list of running backs, mm. but everybody else knew. We knew that you were going to take it to the, to the next level, man. Thank you for being on our show today. Appreciate y'all, man. Thanks for having me today. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Welcome back to Good Morning Football. The Cowboys are in New Orleans to face the Saints tonight. We're very excited to welcome this next guest to the show. He's a longtime friend of Good Morning Football. He's also a three-time Pro Bowler, a three-time All-Pro, a Super Bowl champion, and after an 11-season career, he joined Canton, Ohio as a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. That's why I decided to wear this yeah. sweatshirt today to welcome to our virtual breakfast. There he is. Super Bowl champ Hall of Famer, Drew Pearson. What's up, Drew? Right. Mr. Pearson, we love when you stop by our show. We are honored to have you. And you put in your time waiting for your induction into Canton. So yeah. tell us what it means to you to hear yourself be introduced as just that. Hall of Famer, Drew Pearson. Yeah, it's a, it's a big deal. I didn't think, I didn't know how I would react or how it would be, but it's been tremendous. And, you know, that the journey has been long, but it has certainly been worth it. Uh, when you're anointed with that title as a pro football Hall of Famer. I'm in a lot of Hall of Fames, New Jersey, Texas, uh, Oklahoma, but there's nothing like, with all due respect to those Hall of Fames, there's nothing like the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So when people call you a Hall of Famer, they really refer to you as a Pro Football Hall of Famer, and uh, that's, uh, that's a big deal for me. 
Yeah, your Hall of Fame speech was awesome too, especially this moment where you had some fun at your own expense. Let's take a listen. All right. Thank you, Hall of Famer Gil Brandt, for your innovative ways and out-of-the-box thinking that led you to Tulsa University giving a skinny leg kid 170 pounds an opportunity. Let me show you these legs. Those legs, those hands, that brain, and of course that heart. Take us back to your early years as a cowboy and thinking back when you joined that squad that someday you would be in Canton amongst all those Hall of Fame legends. Yeah, I never dreamed of that. You know, all I first of all, all I wanted to do is uh, make the, uh, the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, just a little side note, guys, when I showed John Lynch uh, uh, my legs after uh, the the uh, presentation i asked him would he draft me with these legs he said heck no heck no <laughs> so he would have passed on me too but you know it just means a lot to be involved in uh something like this the pro football hall of fame and being one of those re- uh players during the time when the dallas cowboys were having a lot of success i played 11 seasons in the nfl we made the playoffs 10 of those 11 seasons never had a losing season of the 10 playoff appearances, I played in seven NFC championship games, which means seven times away from uh, uh, seven Super Bowls, end up playing in three. So it's a great career. And going in as a undrafted free agent, you don't know you're going to have this type of career. Uh, but what, what elevates you once you get there to the Dallas Cowboys is the players you're playing around and playing with all of a sudden. You know, the quality of these players, Hall of Famers, uh, your coach, Tom Landry, is a Hall of Famer. Uh, your receiver coach at that time, Mike Dicta, is a Hall of Famer, even though he made the Hall of Fame as a tight end and not a wide receiver. But, you know, you're around those kind of guys, and what that did was enhance my abilities and showed my abilities and show what I can do when given the opportunity. Drew, I think part of what's fun about you going to the Hall of Fame is that we get to go deeper and further into your history and your legacy than ever before. You mentioned all the title games. One of them that I'm sure is not your favorite is the 1981 NFC Championship game between the Cowboys and the 49ers. History and fans remember this as the catch. Dwight Clark, and it's great. But I think it's very important to understand that there's a story that's not told about this game, about what happened after the catch. And if you don't mind... Sit back, take this in. We're going to do this with a proper highlight and then get your thoughts. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go to January of 1982 to Candlestick. The Niners are down six. (laughs) Joe Montana had thrown three interceptions in this game. He's going to roll right in the final minute. And with two tall Jones in his face, he goes to Dwight Clark for the touchdown. Game ends over, right? Dwight Clark, eight catches, 120 yards. But there's still time. No one knows this And Danny White is going to go to who? An undrafted wide receiver out of Tulsa who gets horse collared. No penalty for that. They call a timeout. We're under 40 seconds. They badly want to get it back to their kicker who was perfect on the day. A gorgeous supple route to 88 over the middle. That is, of course, Drew Pearson. Almost ran away with this thing, but like they said, pulled him down from the back. The very next play, Danny White's going to drop back to pass, and he's sacked, and he fumbles. It's Lawrence Pillars. Peter Frum? No idea. Out of Alcorn State, (laughs) Jim Stuckey recovers, and that is how it ended, this infamous fumble that is never shown as an attachment to the touchdown catch. But, Drew, you were there. There's an untold part of this game. What do you remember about it? What would you like people to know about this game? Well, we should have won it. That's what I, that's what I first feel. Is, uh, it was a tough game. There's no doubt about that. That's when the 49ers were really making their move, and Bill Walsh became the genius pretty much after that game. But in that situation, after they scored, you know, it wouldn't have been any problem with Roger at quarterback, you know, because once we got in that huddle to try to get the, the touchdown we needed or the field goal we needed to win that game and pull it out, you know, it wouldn't have been any issue. Roger would have asked me, Drew, what do you got in those situations? But with Danny, it was a little different. You know, his first year mm-hmm. replacing Roger, trying to establish himself as a uh, quarterback with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, but when he called that play and I ran it over the middle, and when I caught it, I saw the two guys, Ronnie Lott and Carlton Williamson, collide mm-hmm. with each other. And I thought that was the double coverage that had me in that situation. So when I caught the ball, I didn't think anybody would be back there, you know. So as it turned out, I was mm. triple covered 
on that play and still make it. Catch. But as I was able to gather the ball in, I was ready to take a step. And out of nowhere, Eric Wright came in. He grabbed my jersey, reinforced the grab by grabbing my shoulder pads and yanking me down. And guys, even with my speed, which was not, you know, very fast, even with my speed, I think we could have got another 20 yards on that reception, which would have put us in field goal position so Raphael Septian can come out and kick the game-winning field goal. But if we, uh, if he doesn't do that, uh, Eric Wright doesn't make that play, that would have been Hail Mary number two for sure. Ooh. Oh, that's amazing. Ooh. All right, Drew, let's talk about this year's version of the Cowboys. Let's talk about this year's version of the Cowboys, Drew. Let's, let's keep it real, man. What do they look like tonight, man? They win tonight, and do you still have confidence that they'll continue what we saw early on in the season? Yeah, it's going to be tough tonight. You know, the, the distractions they're dealing with with COVID going through the week and coaches not there, players aren't being able to play and that type of thing. So the distractions were very plentiful. But, you know, we got to find some way to get out of this rut we're in right now, the, the losing streak we're in. You know, th- during the course of the season, you go through peaks and valleys. And when you go through the valleys, you don't want them to be too deep. You don't want to get too deep into the valley. So hopefully the Cowboys aren't too deep in this valley. They can come up, you know, coming out, coming out at the right time. Back in the day when we played that Thanksgiving Day game and came back uh, 10 days later, we looked at that as a bye week. And it gave us a little energy, let the aches and pains and bruises heal up so that we can get ready for the stretch drive of the season, which is the month of December. So hopefully these, these Cowboys will see it the same way. This is the stretch drive of the season, and now is the time mm-hmm. to kick it in. But it's going to be difficult yeah. for them because of the distractions that they've been dealing with. But the professionals, they get paid a lot of money, deal with it. Let's do what oh, we got to do to win this game tonight because it's a big game. And they've got a Saints secondary they can easily hit a peak on yes, early in this one. Thank you so much, Hall of Famer. Ooh, the best. And everybody God, can tune right, in tomorrow guys. night at 9 p.m. Hood, hood. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.